So we're going to be discussing a certain Italian automaker today, right? <gasps> Spoilers. Well, in honor of that, duh, why don't we say something in Italian? Do you know any uh, Italian? Buongiorno, principessa. <laughs> I am a princess. A pretty one. Welcome, welcome all ye podcast listeners. Ye? Ye. Olden timies. Welcome to Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. We are your fabulous hosts, Ben. (laughs) I'm Heather. I don't know. You said ye. How fabulous is that? (laughs) Oh, you know, I'm just having a little fun with ye old uh, English language. Mm Mm-hmm. So, well, we're not doing English today. <laughs> no, we are not. Mm-mm. We are venturing across the pond to discuss a uh, certain European automaker, as you might have heard in the intro already. Uh, so without further ado, Heather, what do you have for us? What are we going to be talking about today? Today, I will be weaving a yarn. <laughs> Wait, aren't, aren't yarns usually like... Uh, it's a tale. It's a tale of... A lovely little car company known as Fiat. 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 Okay. So it, it's not. A, so it's a true story then. This is a true story. <laughs> okay. I will. You're not spinning any yarns here. Probably not embellish anything. Okay. Cool. Likely. Maybe. So tell us about Fiat. So Fiat's kind of cool. So as you know, you know, <laughs> I spent some time in Sicily. Um, so I was surrounded by them. (laughs) So I really, uh, I have a soft little spot in my tiny little black heart for the Fiat. (laughs) So I thought, let's do, let's, let's talk about the history of it. You know, I want to know a little bit more. So I dug in. Yeah. Ready? Here's the fruits of my labors. Okay. So Fiat's actually been around for a long time. So a bunch of dudes way back in July of 1899. 1899. Yeah, a bunch of dudes, a bunch of Italian dudes got together and they decided to form this company. And um, the main dude is Giovanni Agnelli. He was one of the founding members. And he actually basically ran the company until, okay. he, he, um, until he passed to his great reward. Um, God, God rest his soul. So this company, Fiat, was founded in Turin, or Torino, for those of us in the know. Hey, I've been there. Yes, and this is in Italy. Oh, you have been in there, haven't you? Yeah, I, had I known it was the birthplace of Fiat, maybe I would have uh, investigated the car culture there a little bit more. Giovanni Agnelli is just shaking his little head at you from oh, I'm, heaven. Yeah, he doesn't care about little old me, but Torino's a fun city. Anyways. Yes. So go there, folks. Um, actually, there's other cool reasons to go. You're going to be so mad now that you didn't go there. Okay, so Fiat actually stands for its... Um, What do you call that when you... The acronym? Acronym. Thank you for... I'm going to butcher this, but bear with me. Uh, Fabrica Italiana. Nope. Fabrica (laughs) Italiana. Yes. Automobili Torino. So the car that's made in Torino. Yep. Wow. Look look at that. Look at you. Like you knew it. Well, I guess if you really... The car that's fabricated in Torino. Yes, yes, yes. So their first plant opened in 1900, and they had like 35 people. They made 24 cars that first year. 
very 20, fancy. 24 cars in a year. That's they uh, had a, yeah. It's in progress they for 1899. <laughs> they had what was known as an artismal like assembly process. So, eh, you know, they make pasta by hand. Oh, this car took a little bit of time too. Sure. Okay. So this but, is a work of art. This is a work of art. So by 1903, they were doing well enough to be listed on the stock exchange. Wow. They also that's, branched. Yeah. That's, that's four years. Four years. Three years, really. Yeah. So good, good job. Go Fiat. Go Fiat. Uh, they also branched out into their first truck. I don't know, guys. If you've seen a Fiat, I just, I'm going to try to find a picture. I'm going to try to find a picture of their most interesting because these guys made a ton of ca- different cars. Um, but I think the most interesting ones, I'll try to get pictures up on our Instagram because I think that would be fun to look at. I think so too. Yeah. So in 1908, they kind of started exporting to the U.S. and they they wanted to start the Fiat automobile company in the U.S. Wow, that's pretty early for a U.S. export for a car. Well, I mean, they were up against Ford, you know? Ford is just... Oh, Ford. He's got a wide open field and a real assembly line. So apparently owning a Fiat was just like a major luxury. Oh, so this was like a luxury car then? Luxury car. It would well because I mean they're exporting it there, so it would set you back four grand. Wow! Which in nineteen oh eight prices? Oh man! Yeah. So I look. I had to look up the equivalent, and now there's there's you know okay economics folks, you're going to be like okay, so the inflation rates have changed, but listen, this is the equivalent if you just pop it in a calculator. Okay. One hundred and twelve thousand and eighty five dollars. That's a house. Yeah, but Fiat's, I don't, they're not real big to live in, are they? (laughs) They're not real big. You have to have a small mouse family. Yeah. So, so the Fiat is four grand. Now keep in mind that at the time, the Ford Model T was $825. (laughs) (laughs) Wah, wah. See, you could either buy a fleet of Fords (laughs) or one Fiat. (laughs) And and not eat again ever. (laughs) So uh, let's move right along to 1910. So at this point, they get the big honor of the largest automobile company in Italy. Do, 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 do. Very cool. Good job, Fiat. Yeah. And then they built a new plant in Poughkeepsie, New York. Really? Woo! All right. Shout out. But, you know... We're at 1910. What's coming up on the horizon there? Yeah, that's yeah. going to be the Great War. The war to end all wars. And as we know, that it, that's exactly what... It, oh, wait, it no, ended them. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. So, yes, World War One. Boo. So at that time, as... You know, we we heard from like VW. I'm sure this is a, a common thread in most of the automotive f- makers at this point. They had to devote all of their factories to Wartime supplying the allies. Yeah. So let's see if you remember. I had to look this up, but let's see if you remember who were the allies in World War One. WWI. WWI. The the Allied Powers. Of course, we mm-hmm. had the Great Britain. Also, we had, uh, well, the United States came in, but they were much later. Mm-hmm. But France was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, which country are we talking about? Italy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Also France. Also Romania. No, you said France. Russia, Romania, and Japan. Oh, Russia. I forgot about Russia. Yeah, and Japan. Japan, I, I forgot about that one. Maybe I blocked it. Okay. <laughs> you can, don't, don't block don't Japan. Don't block it. Don't block Japan. No, they, it's, no. So they were supplying them 
with this always blows my mind because no, wait, they were supplying fiat fiat was supplying oh, the okay. allied powers fiat was supplying yes. the allied powers that with, makes more sense. <laughs> yes, yes. Wouldn't it be great if Fiat just got all this stuff from all these people? They're like, thank you, it's Christmas. We know there's a world war going on and everything, it's but fine. hey, Fiat, here, have some hubcaps. Yeah, here's some peanut butter. Thank you. Um, so they were they were making aircraft. Yeah, a lot of automakers dabbled I, in uh, aircraft. crazy to me. I don't know. Uh, engines, clearly. Machine guns. Okay. Great. This uh, sounds like a James Bond car in the making. I know. <laughs> and they were doing trucks because now we know they had dabbled in the trucks and ambulances. I'm sorry. What person? I, it's got to be bigger because what, how are you going to fit two ambulance, you know, EMS folks plus a person who needs <laughs> the rescue in that little clown car? <laughs> the little Fiat 500? I'm sorry, Fiat. They're <laughs> tiny. Your cars are tiny. And I, you would, I would imagine that the ambulance is probably just a, uh, a one of their trucks just converted. Probably just, yeah, yeah, converted a little bit, made it a little bit bigger. But when I saw Fiat Ambulance, I <laughs> you had a little chuckled. chuckle. Yes. Okay, so moving along after the war, not quite after, but um, in 1916, they did start construction. This is one of the coolest things. They started construction on the famous Lingato car factory. Have you heard of this thing? Lingato car factory? No, I can't say I have. So this was their factory. So they they kind of started it during the war and I'm sure it just, you know, there was not a whole lot going on with it because they didn't complete it until um, 1923. Okay. And at the time it was the largest car factory in Europe, all of Europe. The largest car factory, bringing you the smallest cars. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Man, they could have stuffed that thing full. So it was also the first Fiat factory to use the assembly line. You mean uh, in Europe? Or as opposed to like Henry Ford's assembly line? No, the the first Fiat factory. Oh, the first Fiat factory. I got you. Okay. So this Lingato car factory was five stories tall. That's pretty big. And when I'm looking at pictures of it, it basically had a moving line that spiraled up the five floors. Get out. And so people would do their part, and then the car would move on. And at the top was the test track to drive it around up Come on. The they had a test track on the top floor? Yes. Please tell me this still exists. It still exists, dude. And you could have gone to see it. All right. I'm getting on... Uh, Expedia. Get off of the plane. No. <laughs> we're, go- we're going to Lingado. So, yeah, it's so cool. Um, so it became outmoded, obviously. I don't know. I, I still think that's cool. Like, I just want to go on the line and go around and around and then go up to the top. <laughs> You're like the little girl, little, like the little kid that, like, I want to ride the escalator <laughs> again. Let me do it. Um, so it closed in 1982. And then it went through a couple of, you know, different things. Uh, museums and different things that they did with it. Yeah, now today, it's a theme park, right? Today, what do you think it is? I'm going to go with theme park. Nope. Okay. It's a shopping mall and a hotel. It has some small offices for Fiat there, but the test track's still there and you can go see it. Oh, that's awesome. How mad are you that you didn't do that? I'm, I'm pretty mad. Is this in Torino then? It's in Torino, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty mad I didn't go to that. Yeah. So that's fun. So that happened, and now I got to bum you out again. Uh, World War II. <laughs> bom, bom. The, the, the second war to end all... W- the no. second wars <laughs> to end all wars. So, again, they kind of got 
pressed into duty here. Yeah, they weren't uh, uh, the Allies this time, though. No, no. So they were making vehicles and military machinery for the Italian Army and the Italian Royal Air Force. Still, still dabbling in airplanes then. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then later, they branched out to Germany. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. They also made fighter aircraft, again, blowing my mind. I just, I don't understand how you get a thing that goes on the ground and a thing that goes in the air. I mean, I get it, that oh. it's engines and... Wait but, till you find out that the we have an automaker that makes submarines or something like that. Physics. Okay. They also made light tanks. Okay. And armored vehicles. <laughs> like, a, that's funny. It's, of course, it's a light tank. It's a Fiat. It's not, it's like, a, it's not like they can make a heavy one. Very light tank. Um, and... Uh, to more, you know, be sad and sorrowful. A lot of their factories got destroyed. A lot of everything got destroyed in World War II. There was oh yeah, as we learned mm-hmm. in our first origin story of Volkswagen, everything was pretty much decimated during that war. Yes. So, oh, you know what? I I have to go back a little bit to 1936. Okay. Because a happy thing happened. Oh, so good. One of their they they rolled out a new um, model, and I love this. It was the Fiat 500, a Topolino, and that translates into Little Mouse. (laughs) And the Italian name for Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse is Topolino, Mickey Mouse. No kidding. So cute. So they kind of named it after. I mean, not maybe named it after, but Little Mouse. This is the 500? This is the A Topolino a Fiat Topolino 500. Fiat 500. Okay. Yeah, not now the Cinquecento. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to say it in Italian. It's so much more fun. It's so much more fun. That's what we drove around. It was a Fiat Cinquecento. Cinquecento. Yeah. And you hope the fender didn't fall off because, yep. Um, at the time, in 1936, when the Topolino was um, produced, it was the smallest mass-produced car in the world. It was tiny. So we'll, we'll link a picture to that little guy up there, too. Cool. We can do that. All right. So we have to go now to the 70s. Fast forward a bit. Mm-hmm. No, let's not go to the 70s yet. Rewind. After, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> so after World War II. Sounds like this Fiat's transmission. No. Oh. So in 1945, kind of a lot of things happened. The um, original Giovanni Agnelli... He um, passed away. And so the family sort of had, the family sort of had control over the Fiat Corporation. The family, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a little bit later in the year, Benito Mussolini was overthrown. So wah, wah. that family was removed from leadership because they thought that they had ties to Mussolini and his government. Oh, conspiracy so they're like, no, no, so his grandson, Gianni, who's Giovanni, but they called him Gianni to avoid confusion. I'm already confused. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> he was finally allowed to return as the GM in 1966. I'm going to talk a little bit about him because he's super interesting. Okay. He has since passed away, unfortunately, of prostate cancer. Um, but he was so interesting. I know that a lot of like uber rich people do a lot of weird and wacky stuff, but this guy was kind of cool. So he was, uh, as a young man, he studied law. He never practiced law, but he was a lawyer. He was known as the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Every family's got to have a lawyer, right? Got to have a lawyer. And he joined a tank regiment for World War II. Now, please tell me that the tank regiment he was in was using Fiat tanks. Fiat tanks, Oh, yep. good. Always, yep. He was wounded twice on the Eastern Front, and then he went out with a different regiment into North Africa. 
And at that point, he got in a bar fight with a German guy over a woman and got shot in the arm. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. So. See, the only way that story could be better (laughs) is if they were fighting over whose car was the best. Uh, (laughs) Well, maybe they were. Maybe it was this, you know, tricky thing. Yeah, but it's true. It it really is always over a woman. (sighs) We're just that good. (laughs) So he was like this playboy. He dated a lot of the like exclusive, super top crust folks, ladies, including Jackie Onassis Kennedy. Whoa! Before she was Kennedy, just Onassis. Mm-hmm. Then he got married. He was still finally settled down, huh? No. Oh no! <laughs> no, no. But um, he was like known as this trendsetter like he was a super high fashion guy lots of people copied him he had lots of great works of art that he donated to museums and then unfortunately as all not all okay that was a you know blanket statement but as (laughs) many men in power do uh, you get involved in some scandals. So in the 1990s, no, we yeah. don't. Well, I don't know. I've some. never, I've never been in power, but I, 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 I would <laughs> imagine that if I had some power, I'd probably scandalize myself. I have seen you steal a granola bar out of the bowl at work. Okay, I know what <laughs> so he was involved in a lot of like kickbacks and bribery schemes and things like that in the 90s. But kind of a, kind of a cool dude, like a fun life. Anywho. 1970. Apart from the womanizing, we don't generally. I mean, he had fun. (laughs) I like the part that he like served in all these different regiments and did like actually, you know, what? Well, I guess that's a a thing in Europe. You know, you do your military time and. Yeah, I I also kind of like the uh, the the part of the story where, yeah, uh, see this. See the scar? I, I got this from a bullet in a saloon in uh, northern Africa. Saloon. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So 1970, when that rolls around, they have more than 100,000 employees. It's pretty cool for the 70s. And they reached a record number of cars that were produced just in Italy. And it was 1.4 million. And we all wished they were Ferraris. Oh, just kidding. (gasps) You're going to get our hand slapped so hard. So... So life just ticked along. They kept putting out these vehicles. And, and you can see on, on Fiat.com, they have a really cool kind of timeline of their history. If you're interested in more kind of pictures of their different cars. And it looks like they really, they really try to stay with the times. Because you go through, you know, even like in the 50s, you can see the style of the cars just kind of rolls along. And, and eventually we're getting into SUVs and sportsy cars. And it's kind of cool. Um, but every, every beautiful cloud has a dark lining. That's probably not the saying, but it's close enough. So 2014, uh, Fiat gets merged into a new Netherlands based company and is now known as Fiat Chrysler Mm -hmm. automobiles. Envy. I don't know what Envy stands for. Nevada. Although I have some news on that front. Mm. So Fiat, um, Along with Chrysler and... Uh, well, wait, because you can have the news. Is it something that's happened more recently? Yes. Then you have to wait. Okay, I'll, I'll wait then. You have to wait. <laughs> I'll wait. So, in 2014, speaking of scandals... Dun, dun. Scandal. Some of the regulating commissions discovered some software 
that manip- manipulated air pollution tests in vehicles. So, um, and it was, you know, some different automakers were were using this software. And the software recognized when the standard emission testing was, you know, happening, being done on the car, and it would adjust the engine to oh. emit less during that test. Scandal. Scandal. Volkswagen did this too. Volkswagen. That's the one I think of. Yeah. So they so were. So you're saying Fiat did it too? Yeah, so we've got the International Council on Clean Transportation, and then there was an independent Ger- German Motoring Association, which is ADAC. It stands for something, but it's in German. I'm just so leaving it, it, it alone. It won't make sense to us anyway, then. So those, um, the, those two um, organizations, regulating bodies, <laughs> they... They looked at all of these cars and they showed that the biggest deviations were in, you know, a whole bunch of these, you know, Jeep and different ones, but Fiat Chrysler was in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, VW, I think, went down first. And then in 2017, the EPA, the, the United States okay. federal EPA, issued a notice of violation to Fiat Chrysler. A little, a little slap on the hand there. And when all was said and done, two years later, they finally settled this case. And this is what they had to do to, to make things right. Uh, so Fiat Chrysler had to recall and repair approximately 100,000 cars that are equipped with this 3.0 liter V6 Echo diesel engine that has this prohibited software in it. They then have to pay $311 million, million wow. dollars in civil penalties to the federal U.S. regulators. Then they have to pay $72.5 million for the state civil penalties. What do you think they do with that money? I mean, the, the, the federal regulators. They go to Outback. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> with $311 million. <laughs> they get the blooming onion. <laughs> yeah. Then they have to pay three point three no three thirty three point five million dollars to mitigate the excess pollution that comes from Ooh. what they did. They also have to pay affected consumers up to two hundred eighty million. And so offer, these are these are the actual car owners. Yes. Now okay. we're to the consumers, so at least which they is get what something. we care. Yeah. And they have to extend offer extended warranties on these vehicles, and that's worth one hundred and five million. So all of this, all told, is somewhere around eight hundred million dollars. Did that save you any money? Yeah. Guys, I, I guess to do what you're software? saying is it it doesn't pay to cheat. Oh, the more you know. <laughs> do do do. So, and then this was kind of interesting. So there was um, a diesel drivability and emissions senior manager named Emmanuel Palma, and he got charged with conspiracy to defraud the U.S., to violate the Clean Air Act, wire fraud, making false statements to the EPA and the FBI, just... He got his hand slapped and a few other of the big, the big guys there. He sounds like a fall guy. What do you think? Maybe. I mean, there, there was a couple of different names. He just had the most, like the laundry list of things. And through all of this, you know, I I was trying to find more of the, you know, the good stuff, especially on like the, the guy who was the CEO basically from inception all the way to 1945 until he passed away. I'm like, what's the dirt? You can't, I couldn't find it. So, but you know, there was some dirt. Well, there was, there always is, I suppose, if you you dig deep enough. But when you're looking at all of the cars that they've, they've created, like they have just, 
They've kept, I mean, they've done some naughties, but they've kept their standards pretty high and they keep changing with the times and offering, you know, I almost said bigger, better, faster, but it's not really bigger. (laughs) Smaller, better, faster. Sometimes smaller, but I will always think fondly about, um, I had a friend who brought a Fiat Cinquecento over from Sicily when we all moved back and he, he probably drove it for just like no time because nobody would fix it. <laughs> Couldn't get anybody to put their hands on it. But he loved that car. It was a good car. They are fun cars. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not so sure about the, the rag top uh, convertible or sunroof that they had. Mm. Uh, that looked it basically it was like a curtain. <laughs> oh. you, you're, the roof of your car was like a little curtain that you just pulled back. It was yeah, it was it was pretty bizarre. I mean, but, great in Italy. But those Cinquecentos or 500s, they 500. they made a pretty good comeback. Uh, probably about f- I'd say what seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, I see a ton of them now. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too. Living and driving in Italy. The cars need to be small. The roads are small. Parking places are small. You can get so much. We would not complain. Here in America, with our huge Escalades and, you know, crazy other big SUVs, we we would all have parking. Everyone (laughs) would get parking if we all drove the Cinquecento. Yeah, Yeah, park park a Cadillac in downtown Torino. Uh, Good (laughs) luck. So That's, That's what I got. Your, that was the history of the Fiat. That was very good. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And I will just cap it off with the newest and oh, latest yeah, you had name. Some yeah, the, stuff. so the whole name thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Fiat is partnered with Chrysler now. And as you as you had said, the mm-hmm. the um, company's name is Fiat Chrysler or FCAU. Don't ask me what the AU stands for. Well, Fiat Chrysler Automobile. Automotive. Automobile. And then I don't know. That's, okay. yeah. United, you, probably. Sure. We'll go or with us. that. <laughs> anyway, they're merging with the PSA group. Uh, and the PSA group, uh, they make Peugeot. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, and a few other brands. Wait, Peugeot is French? Peugeot is French. Ooh, I knew that. So they're merging, and they're going to create a new name. Are you ready for what Fiat's new name is going to be? You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> what is it? Stellantis. Ooh. Isn't it just say that's gonna be Stellantis. Stellantis. That's gonna be super, super confusing though. I don't want a Stellantis Cinquecento. That's a lot. That's real long to say. (laughs) Fear not. Uh the Stellantis uh which I guess I should probably tell you what it means. It's uh um the Latin verb stello, meaning to brighten with stars. Oh, isn't that pretty? Oh you know, I thought that is very that is very romantic and nice. It's very European. Um, on the Fiat's website, that makes me kind of laugh. Is when you first click on it, it's like a driven by dream story, and then it is a night star sky. So okay, there you there go. There you go, Stellantis. We may be having the uh, yeah. Now, for all passing. of you um, Chrysler fans out there, you Mopar nuts and Jeep fanatics, don't worry. You will not us. be driving a Stellantis uh, Wrangler or a Stellantis Challenger. Uh, the brand names is Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, Jeep, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, Maserati, all part of Fiat Chrysler. They will continue to have those names. They're not going to be... Stellantis. So it's which, kind of the umbrella company for yeah, all of these. Which, okay. I'll be honest, that it doesn't it sound like the latest drug to come out? <laughs> no. Stellantis. What are you doing? Stellantis treats 
Road oh. rage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You meant pharmaceutical yes, drugs. Yes, yes. I thought you meant street drugs. Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. No, totally. It's, but that's not what it's for. Not road rage. <laughs> yeah. I wish they had a drug to treat that. I, I, everybody'd be on it. <laughs> Sounds like a diabetic drug. Well, Heather, thank you so much for that amazing. You are welcome, Ben. Story. Thank you for thanking me. What a yarn. <laughs> Listen, I have something else that I want to tell people. Go ahead. I want to leak a secret. <gasps> Go ahead. It's an up and coming thing. Wait, it's not my secret, is it? You know about it. Oh, okay. I don't keep any secrets from you, Ben. <laughs> Ever. Nope. The secret is, so we have, it's been over a year now, almost a year and a half of podcast land for us. Wow, has it been that long? Yeah. We decided to branch out. We're, we're going to branch into the video land. Oh, yes. Uh, we're going to be doing some product testing. We are going to trial some car-related products. And don't worry for... Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be like a car because that would yeah. be... We, we don't have the cash for that. If you guys want to you know, subsidy that, that would be great. But And these, these products... Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you. These are, these are some products that kind of raise your eyebrow going, really? We're, that, that's going to work? So, hey, some of them are like as seen on TV. Exactly. That's my, that's my mm -hmm. point. Well, let's, let's put them to the test. I want to test these because you know what? Some of them probably work. So look out for those videos. We'll post them to our website. We'll put them out on the uh, Facebook. Throw a couple on Twitter. Yeah. So please... Reach out to us. Let us know you're there. Please, please <laughs> let us know you're there. Give us, a, give us a, a like. Give us a subscribe to our podcast. Give us a rating and review. That would be amazing. Give us some questions. What do you guys want to hear about? What's the next car company origin story you want to know about? Right? Yeah, for sure. And if you don't like what you hear, maybe you can tell us what you do want to hear. Exactly. <laughs> and you're going to uh, find us you'll, at... You'll find us at the, the Twitter, the Facebook, at Shown Auto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. Perfect. Thank That's you so much. Yeah. Okay. Good job, everyone. Good right. job, everyone. You guys did such <laughs> a go. good job. Yeah, you, you guys did so great at listening. Listen, I'm ending this. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.